Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. Thank you so much for your grace. Thank you for your people. Thank you for them pressing into you. They've come to hear a word from you. As I make sounds, you make sense. But let the anointing flow through this vessel and bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want you to please um, give me the 10 life laws. We've been teaching on how to prepare you for the next decade. And I really believe you must count it in a decade. I really believe that God wants you to see your life through the next decade because um, you, don't, you can't live by, you know, year, every year something's going to happen. I want you to prepare for something that's coming. God wants you to prepare for what is coming, and I believe it's huge. And for some of you, if there's a delay, it's only because it's so big. It's only because it's so big. Is that God needs you to get the full picture of where you're going to. I really feel it by the Spirit of God. I really, really feel it. So if there's any delay, it's not denial. Delay is not denial. Tell your neighbor, delay is not denial. If God's going to do it, I want, I want God to do it, and it's going to be huge. Amen. Amen. Um, you've got that already, but I want to just touch on tonight to know that where's the beginning of the beginning is to understand your belief system. I want to get into your belief system tonight, and I want you to, as we pray over the fast, and this week especially, um, next week, I want to get into dealing with projects and how to deal with it through fasting, your business, your plans, all that God has got. I'm going to get into that next week. I pray for business people and, and projects next week. Um, I also want us to be clear about we've been praying for families, that our children started school. And so the Bible speaks about that we came to um, the place called Ahava, and we started praying there for our little ones, our possessions, and for safe journey. So we train, trust in God for our children that their, their, their schooling journey will be a safe one. The hand of God will be upon them. You can fast and pray for that. And we can cover that in prayer as well. So we're coming. We're coming. We're going to pray over all that. And we're sending out the prayers around that as well, around family. But I want to touch on something tonight that I feel is that God wants us to deal with um, concerning my life, concerning your life, the ministry and where we are. And sometimes we have to take note of a belief system that we have either adopted or inherited or been taught in or struggling with that is affecting your outcome in life. And so you cannot protect a belief system that does not give you peace, that does not give you joy, that does not give you a victory, that doesn't give you financial breakthrough. You cannot protect that kind of belief system. You must allow this fast to break it from your life. And we're going to be praying tonight. I believe through our, our communion tonight, when Jesus broke the bread, he also broke the limitation. Tonight, we're going to break the limits from your life, from what you've been trusting and believing God for. I am really trusting God. There's going to be something so supernatural upon your life. Are there any believers in this church tonight? I'm in 2 Kings chapter 7. I want to read from verse 1 to 8 
and then pick up from verse 16. And so then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate. Everybody say at the gate. Remember, we are dealing with the opening. This is the year of the, of the opening. So it's at the gate. It says by tomorrow this time, this is what's going to happen at the gate. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned and answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, we shall die there. If we sit here, we die also. I mean, we're at the gate and we don't really know what's happening on the other side. But if we stay here, there's a famine here, we're going to die. And if we go there, there's a famine there, then we're going to die. So I mean, what's the point? He says, now therefore, come let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. So the Syrians are occupying this place, the enemy. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we're only going to die. And we're going to die here anyway. Let me announce it. You will not die in your poverty in the name of Jesus. You will not stay in the same place you've been staying in. You will, not, you will not surrender to the enemy. You will not walk in fear. The fear of entering in through that gate, God is killing that thing tonight in the name of Jesus. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, who likes good surprises? I mean, God's going to do this thing through this fast. I'm getting it already. I had a meeting today for two hours, and it was a surprise. If I let you know in on the secret, you need to know that God's working. God's working. I was so surprised. This campus shall be built. It's a surprise. Hallelujah. I like when God surprises us. Amen. No one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army, so they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired, us, hired against us the kings of the Hittites and of the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. So the enemy that they have is hearing, is hearing the enemy, is hearing their own enemy. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. The enemy is going to flee in this season. I have word for you. The Lord, I'm telling you, my spirit is telling me that as you enter through that gate, there is an enemy that's going to flee. The thing that belongs to you is coming to you in this season. The stuff that belongs to you and your family is coming. Is there any believers in this place? Are there any believers in this place? And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went in one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. 
Then they, went, they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. They got loaded. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. Plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. According to the word of the prophet. It happened because of the word that was spoken. Then the people went out and plundered the tents. Uh, next verse, verse 6, 17. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he had leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Unbelievers will never enter in through the gate that God has got for them. Because they get trampled. They, they, they never experience what God has got for them because of the spirit of unbelief. In fact, the Bible calls it the sin of unbelief. It says, but the people trampled him in the gate and died, just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. Next verse. So it happened, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seers of barley for the shekel and a seer of fowl for the shekel shall be sold tomorrow, about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Final verse. So it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate, and he died. God's been dealing with me with the sin of unbelief. He's dealing with me concerning, and this word is for somebody in the church, because there's certain things inside of your life you need to understand that God cannot do anything outside of your belief system. If you do not believe God, you, you've limited God and He's working in your life. Everyone in this world possesses a belief system. Please hear me. Don't ever feel inferior to somebody who is actually practicing another religion or has another belief system, whether it be Baha'i or Buddhist or whatever. Everybody believes something. And before God, you cannot, as a born-again believer, as a child of God, not walk around with, with, with the spirit of unbelief in you. There is a difference between believing and doubting. Doubt can only arise after you've adopted a belief system. So God gives you a word that by tomorrow this time, you're going to be a multimillionaire, and, and, and you can sit here and say amen, and then straight away, doubt can come up. Doubt only comes up because there's a belief system in place. Are you with me? There is a place where the enemy would come and throw doubt on you. So somebody who does not believe in God at all, or a God at all, God's very limited in what he can do through their lives. But often once you've said yes to Christ and you've adopted the belief system, now comes the doubt and the fear and Satan saying, did God say? It's the age-old trick of Satan. He can't introduce something new. He says to, after God had spoken to Adam, you will have dominion, you're going to rule. And then he says, did God say? It's just, you know, an injection of unbelief. That's the reason why you can't hang out with people that are full of unbelief. 
because you're going to get that injection. The same way that they speak, the same way that they go, whatever they, they're going to get the same stuff. You are not like anybody else. You are a believer. And you must address every kind of unbelief in your system that is trying to contaminate you. You've got to be careful who you listen to. You can't be playing the news all the time, listening to how bad the economy is and how much it's going to grow this year by. Whose economy have you subscribed to? So whose word are you taking? Whose word are you taking? You cannot go by what people think and say. You cannot even go by what your bank account says. You can't go back by, go, go, go on by what the color of your skin is or the gender that you are. It doesn't matter because if God's given you a word and this is the year of the opening, you can't be standing by the gate and dying by the entrance of your breakthrough. Let me announce it. You will not die at the entrance of your breakthrough. You and your family are coming in. You're going to get the keys for your house. You're going to get the keys for your car. You're going to get the kids for your promotion. You're going to receive the blessing that belongs to you and your family. Please say, I am a believer. If no one has traveled overseas for a holiday yet, you can go. God never asked you to pay for it. When you are dealing with a belief system and you start to develop a belief of where you're going to go and what you're going to do, you cannot be looking to your bank account. You cannot be looking to your education. These were four leprous men. They just decided, the word was spoken, let's just get up and go and act upon what has been said. Because there is a word that says, there is an opening. I, please hear now, there are many times when I would struggle with doubt. But I've never walked away from unbelief or from not believing God. I've never gone to a place and saying, there's days when I, I'm preaching and I'm, not, I'm doubting, is this God? What should I be doing? God, I'm not 100% sure. But even as I walk through these doors, I've got to come and take the mic because I am a believer. I've got to believe that God's going to show up tonight even though I am not all together and I don't have it all together and I'm not sure I have all the answers. But I am standing in a position to give God a chance to come and do in your life what I could never do for you. I've just got to rock up and preach. I've got to just rock up and pray. If I play my part, God's going to play His part. Is there anybody who can believe God with me tonight? That's something supernatural. If God is saying that there's healing in this place, that He's the healer, I just got to sing the song and align my life with Him. Come on, somebody. The major problem with this man that stood at the gate, and let me just say this to you as kings, whoever are the gatekeepers of your business and the people that's in charge, Make sure that when you lean upon them, you're not leaning upon an unbelieving person. Because the king leaned upon this gatekeeper. And this gatekeeper would not believe. You be careful who surrounds you. During this time of fasting, God is dealing with the spirit of unbelief. He's dealing with the sin of unbelief. Because God can do nothing in your life. And I know that we are fasting and we are, we are at least out of the Sunday group. The Wednesday group is here because we are believers. I said you're a believer. You're in this place. So now you've got to be careful that you don't hang around with people and listen to the unbelief constantly. Jesus can always help our struggle in believing Him. We can deal with doubt 
double-minded desire, even fear. And we're going to deal with it tonight in this place. But an unbeliever becomes a real problem for God. Because what, no matter what you tell them, they argue the Bible away. Anytime they, 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 they'll say a scripture to, to confirm that, you know, that their unbelief. But there was a word spoken by the prophet that by tomorrow this time, based upon natural circumstances, it was absolutely impossible. The enemy had all the possessions. The enemy was in your house. The enemy was holding, you don't even know that that house is yours. And it's filled with all good things. The thing, the enemy is occupying that. But God never asked for your education. He never asked for how much you earn. He never asked for any of it. He asked, can you believe me for it? The gatekeeper starts to compare heaven and earth. He says, even if God could make windows in heaven, instead of bringing heaven to the earth, he takes earth up to heaven. You got to be careful that you don't make your circumstance the final word. That God can't move on this thing at all. That's a problem before heaven. Like God can't create a miracle. Like God can't put something in place. He can't, he can't make your enemy hear something that sounds like you better befriend Ronaldo because he's going to become the multimillionaire and you better stay next to him. You know what I mean? God can send a word. God can, can, he can do something in the heart of people. He can make people hear stuff. He can make Pharaoh have a, a nightmare and a dream. The, the point is that it's not you trying to figure out how God's going to do it. Your job is to believe it. God's job is to do it. Please say Amen. Don't let the world tell you that you pass your, your birth-giving date and you're never going to get a husband. Whose word is that? Who, who, who injected that thing inside of you? Tsk. Who did that? Who, who, who told you that this can't happen? Some of you need to remember this tonight. You've got to remember this tonight. Because everything in the natural is subject to change. Everything. God who's eternal, God who never changes, everything in the natural. You know that, that someone can die tonight and create a, a position for you in the company or hand over an inheritance or get a phone. They, they've been looking for you for the last 10 years and here comes the blessing. Let me, let me share one of the things that happened. We went to Dr. Winston last year, just, it's actually just two years ago, and Dr. Winston owns a mall in Chicago, so um, they had two movie houses, they dismantled the middle piece, and so that's where the church is. But all the other shops around there, Dr. Winston owns them all, so they pay rent to him. But we wanted, he wanted his own restaurant, but there was a restaurant there already, so he wouldn't violate the, the, you know, the rules and whatever he had put down. And so he, um, he tells us in the, in the board meeting the other day, uh, when we were down there, he says, I don't know what happened. When we came the next morning, the cell phones, the computers, the stock in the fridges, everything laid out. I, these people got a fright. Something happened. They gone and they never came back again. And he went in there and he renovated. And there's a beautiful restaurant that of all the foods across the globe, it's in there because he set it up. But that wasn't even like he had to go and struggle or try and get budgets and, 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 and because God can set you up only because you're a believer. Are there any believers? 
that somebody can walk out of their house right now and say, the Lord spoke to me last night. This is your house. It's paid up in full. This is your car. This is in full. Is there, is there anybody that can believe God? I just need Kingdom Life Embassy to stir their belief system in this season and believe that God can do. That God can do. This is the year some of you are going to get married. People you never thought are going to get married are going to get married in this church. Because you've written them off. And I tell you something else, they've written themselves off. You're not your past, you're sell by date, honey. God has got a plan for you and your family. Please say amen. Because God can do more in 24 hours than we can do in a lifetime. Doubt keeps us from experiencing the blessing of the Lord. Unbelief can cause you to see the fruits but never taste them. That's a sad space. You're going to come home with fruit this year. You're going to come home with the evidence of your faith this year. You're going to come home with a believing system that says, you know what, God done this for me and only for me. I believe with all of my heart, the fingerprint, the hand of God is going to be upon your life in this fast. You're going to experience stuff you've waited a decade for. It's going to happen in these next 21 days. The hand of God upon your life, upon your home, upon your family. I am believing God with you. If you can touch an agree we can believe God together tonight that something's going to happen for you because God is a good God that the favor of the Lord's going to rest upon your family upon your life and bring you into your highest for God please say amen in this church because Hebrews 11 says without faith it is impossible to please him why God needs a believer because all things are possible to those who believe. Heaven had a problem with this unbeliever because everyone gets impacted. If, if you do not take the word that was given, that this is the year of the opening, then it becomes a problem for everybody else around you. Because your family, God just needs one person in the family. Just one person to believe. Just one person that will take God at His word and say, Father, tonight I'm going to believe you that this is my season, this is my time. I am, even though doubt will come, you're going to help me with the doubt, but from tonight I'm going to become a believer of your word. I've watched families born into poverty, live in poverty, die in poverty. Because no one is a believer in their house. Not one. One man's unbelief can become a problem for everyone. Now watch. Your faith has got to be in two places. Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. When you're dealing with faith and believing, building a belief system. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. That's faith in one place. In your heart. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation means wholeness. That you, that, you, that you speak yourself well. Whatever situation, financially, um, your home, uh, promotion you're looking for, your peace that you need, uh, debt that you need to cancel, you, it's, it's unto wholeness. So, so faith must be in two places. One, out of your mouth, and two is in your heart. Now watch. This is important. Because sometimes people are speaking things they don't believe. Are you with me? 
The first time you start to speak to something, let's speak about debt or a family situation. And you know that the hand of God is going to deliver you from this thing. The first thing that's in your mind is that it's not going to happen for you. It's doubt. So the first person you're speaking to is not the enemy out there. It's to you. Because you're taking your mouth and you're filling your heart. The heart, the spiritual heart we're speaking about is the production center for your life. When you got saved, your salvation, God saved you, moved you from the kingdom of darkness into His light. Gave you a recreated spirit. That spirit that you have on the inside of you is now the production center. It's the soil. It's what the the seed you drop in there, the word of God, it then becomes the place where things grow from. It produces for you out of that. So now you are a believer. That means my heart believes God. And then I begin to take the word of God and I begin to plant it. Now think of the first miracle that took place. Jesus and the six pots. When they poured the water the first time, he says, take the six empty pots, pour the water into the pots. What is that? Where there was emptiness, fill it up. It still was water when they poured it. It became wine when they served it. Because faith first goes in before it goes out. So when you're speaking about faith and you're building a believing heart, you're first speaking to you. That's one of the reasons why he said don't shout when you walk around these walls of Jericho. Because the first time you see a problem, it's so huge. It's like, what? God's going to give us this? They're at the gate. And they're thinking about how they're going to get this thing. And Joshua's command is, you shut up. You don't say a word. And the first day, they're looking around to say, these guys are going to shoot arrows. We're going to die. Something's going to happen. But the next day, they're thinking, well, these guys aren't really coming out. And after the seventh day, there's a belief inside of them that when they shout seven walk times on the seventh day, with a shout, they applied the laws of Jubilee. It's 49. And when they shouted, the walls came down. And I want you to hear that because some people are saying things they don't believe. And then your faith looks like it's not working. James chapter 117 or 217. What is it? Give me James. Uh, find me the scripture. James chapter 1, I think it's 14. Or James chapter 2 verse 14. I think. Guys, if you can work with me. I'll appreciate it. Give me 2 verse 14. 2, James 2 verse 14. Uh, The Bible speaks about, find it for me. It's in the book of James chapter, I think it's 17 maybe. The Bible speaks about your heart. A man that speaks one thing and his heart uh, give me the scriptures I have to give my, give my phone we're going to find this we're in a Bible study we might as well get it sorted out we might as well get it sorted out please say amen glory be to Jesus 
Okay, it's James chapter 1 verse 26. Thank you. James chapter 1 verse 26. Apologies there, but here we go. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. That means I can be speaking stuff not knowing that what I'm speaking is affecting what's growing in my heart. Oh, these shoes are killing me. Your production center is producing for you. So anybody who doesn't know how to bridle their tongue, the scripture tells you that man's religion is useless. You're not going to see your faith. You're not going to see it because, because God can only work on the word that was spoken. That by tomorrow this time, your life is going to change. Because God needs, now, now, now you can't put perverse stuff in there because, listen, your, your spirit man, your heart, the production center, does not know if what you're saying is just a joke. It's only soil. Soil takes whatever you put in it, pushes it up, makes it grow. That's your heart. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the forces of life. You've got to be careful what comes in because it's affecting your whole life. And the Bible says, if you watch somebody who keeps on speaking just any old nonsense, they say that man's religion is, is useless because faith has got to be in two places. It is the confession of your mouth and the believing of your heart. I've got to make sure that what my heart is seeing and what my mouth is saying is lined up. Because that's how I get my breakthrough. Am I giving you the good stuff tonight? Because tonight you need to understand that I'm going to change the way I speak. And if I don't see it out there, then it's for me. And I'm going to fill this water to the brim. And the day I step out on this word and I begin to serve my life to the world when this fast is done, everybody's going to taste the new wine that's going to come from my spirit because I'm going to see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. There is an opening for me and my family and my home, my business. You will watch me this year walk in victory all the days of my life. Is there, are there any believers in this house? Give a stronger amen. Because faith has got to be in two places. So you can tell what is in someone's heart by the words that they speak. Your heart is either filled with the Word of God, which gives faith, or unbelief because of what you've been trained in by the world. You remember when Martha and Mary and Lazarus were together, they, they die, Lazarus dies, and, and Martha and Mary is waiting for Jesus. He knows he's dead, and he says, I'm coming back, uh, we'll, go and see, we'll go and see him. And when they get there, she's so mad at him. She says, where were you? Where were you? Because if you were here, he would have lived. And the Bible says that after four days, they buried him. Why is that so important? Because they, with, 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 with the Jewish people, they believe that the Spirit still hovers over the body, the vessel, three days. And there's a possibility. There is a possibility of this vessel living. So after the fourth day, the only thing she can do is go and bury him. Why? She's been trained up in a system that's even not, it's contrary to the word. So Jesus allows that moment to deal with her unbelief. And when she walks in there, she's like, you know, where were you, man? Jesus says, take me to the place. When they get there, he says, now you roll away the stone of where you buried this man. It's called the stone of unbelief. 
for many of you, God tonight is getting you to roll away the stone, stuff you've buried, stuff you haven't trusting God, yet you stop trusting God for. Tonight, I believe by the Spirit of God that there is a rolling away going to take place. That God's going to bring new life out of some things that you have buried because you have not even gone into a place of doubting God anymore. You've just shut your heart and said, I can't believe God for this anymore. It's over. It's not going to happen. And tonight, God wants to resurrect it. God wants to move that stone away. But you're going to have to take God to that place. Jesus knows what you did. He knows about that thing. But you're going to have to tell Him where it is. You're going to have to tell Him where it is. So, disbelief is the sin that closes the door to the power of God. Be free tonight in Jesus' name. I said, be free tonight in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of doubt, double-mindedness, and confusion, and unbelief over Kingdom Life Embassy. I rebuke that thing. You can get debt free in one year in this place in Jesus' mighty name. God just needs one believer. If there's one person that can believe, it doesn't matter your education, God will bring through a deal that will set you up for light. Is there anybody that believes God tonight? There's got to at least be one believer. You're going to come back with a testimony. You've got to hold on to the Bible because the Bible tells you what is true. You cannot sit here in poverty, broke, full of fear, having no direction and sickness and not act upon the Word of God. I am telling you, Cape Town is opening to us. I've seen it. The hand of God is upon our lives. God's doing things in business for our families, for our homes. You're going to own a holiday home in Cape Town. Somebody's going to own it. I'm telling you. I'm, hear me today. Someone's coming back with a testimony that they own a place in Cape Town. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm telling you. I feel it by the Spirit of God. The Word of God will establish you. The Word of the prophet will cause you to prosper. And here's the point tonight, church. Here is the main point. Romans 3 verse 3. Here is the main point. Here's the main point. So the person next to you does not believe. Look at your neighbor and say, let it not be so amongst us. Because for what if some did not believe? What if no one in your house believes? What if nobody in your business believes? What if nobody in, 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 in your family could ever believe? What if there's no believers? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Next verse. Shout, certainly not. God's just looking for one person to believe Him. I, I'm telling you, you got to hear where I come from. <laughs> we come from a horrible place, man. Everything in my life was messed up. From gambling to drinking to partying, it was me. I mean, I had to get up one day and say, I'm going to start believing God because my whole family comes from that. From gambling and, and others have got shabins. I mean, one of my family members studied to be a lawyer, qualified, running a shabin. Because her father handed it down. See, in our family, divorces, all the different mess that's in our family. I got up one day when I said I'm getting saved. I said, I want everything that God has got for me. 
I'm not going to hold back because I'm going to believe God for everything. If God says there's financial breakthrough, I'm picking it up. If God says there's healing, I'm picking it up. If God says we're breaking out of addiction, I'm picking it up. If God says then fast and pray, I'm going to do it. Why? Because His word cannot return void. He says, let God be true, but every man a liar. Let God be true. If people don't believe, if no one else wants to believe the kingdom of God, you can believe the kingdom of God and you will come out with all things added into your life, with no worry, with no fear. You can live that life. You can live that life of peace where you are preserved and where you are protected because everything covered in faith is protected by God. Are there any believers in the house? I see the time is getting tight and I need to pray. Ah, Isaiah 58 verse 6. Now that I've got your attention, let's have a look at this fast and why you are praying and fasting. Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness. You can never remain in a place of addiction. It's a bond of wickedness. You cannot remain in fear. It's a bond of wickedness. It's against the principles of God. It's not God's plan for your life. It's not God's will for your life. When you fast and when you pray, you can get that thing dismantled from your life tonight in the name of Jesus. You could have struggled with uh, this program of what to do and God in an instant can deliver you because of the fast and the prayer. Is there anybody trusting God to break you from the bands of wickedness? To undo heavy burdens. Some of you have been carrying so heavy carrying heavy. Every day it's a burden. The days of you pushing car are gone. The day of you going to the petrol station and saying, um, can I put in 37 rands petrol? It's gone. Fill up that tank. Listen, you must get to where you need to get to. That is a heavy burden. I need to go to the petrol garage. I need to get in there and say, fill up the tank. And if this thing gives me problems, this car gives me, I'm buying another car off the showroom for. Why? I need transport. I wasn't made to be burdened and worried and anxious. You can trust God for anything in the fast. But anything that's a burden, anything that's a band of wickedness, any fear, every depression, any kind of thoughts of suicide, you can pray that over someone's life and your own. To undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. There should be nothing that's keeping you down. Not an anxious thought. Not condemnation. Not a worry about a thing. There should be nothing inside of you. He said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. So if the enemy keeps on coming with the same thought, you're never going to make it. You're going to die sick. Your mother died of cancer. You're going to die. I mean, how can you live with that kind of thought continuously? You're going to rebuke, and I rebuke that thing tonight or from your life in Jesus' mighty name. The doubting God's word is moving tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Shout amen. You break, you break every yoke. If you can't make it throughout the month financially, Break that yoke tonight. Break it in this fast. The days of you not being able to handle finances are gone in the name of Jesus. The days of wanting to just give people and ask and depend on the Holy Spirit and running out and everybody else is okay, but your life is in a mess. It's over tonight in this church. You'll be able to handle finances. 
The other day I was having lunch with some of my daughters and they were just like, Dad, my house being paid off now January. Purchased my second house. Now running BNB, Airbnb stuff. You got to see what these girls are doing. Trusting the Lord. Never skimping on a tithe. Never skimping on sowing seed. Just doing what God told them to do. Because they are believers. Are there any believers in this house? Next verse. Next verse. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry that you break your, that you bring the poor to your house? The poor will cast off when you see the naked. Cover him. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh. I mean, take your lunch. Make your lunch like you normally do and give it to somebody who needs it. Amen. That's what it's really saying. This is how powerful this thing is. This is what the Father's done. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning with an answer. Tough situations. People that you've struggled for years with. All of a sudden, your fast brings forth a light. And the Lord says, this is the way you must go. This is the person you need to connect to. This is the answer to your problem. Is there anybody that can believe God in this place? Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. What does it mean? It means that people will speak for you on your behalf. Oh, no, no, no. I've never met you, sir, before. But let me tell you, your reputation goes before you. And the people I've been speaking to told me, I must give you this contract. I must open up this door for you. They said, you're a man of integrity. You're a woman of kindness. You're just a blessed woman. And I just want to let you know that besides anybody else, there are no references. That is your righteousness going before you. That before you get there, the documents are signed already. Hallelujah. Are there any believers in this place? The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. God's going to stand behind you as you walk through the gate. I got you, son. I got you, my daughter. Everything's going to be all right. I got you in Dubai. We're going to build that thing. I got you, my son. I got you, my daughter. We're building stuff. You're going to go into places that you never qualified for, but God's going to say, I've got you. You never qualified for that thing. It's beyond your education. And you're thinking, God, how am I going to work this thing in the boardrooms? God says, I got you. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer and you shall cry and you will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, don't speak a perverse thing. You extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. All of a sudden, this is what God wants. Oh, this is the right person to employ. Oh, this is the right person to get into business with. This is what a fast does. It, your flesh is chasing after deals. Now that you're fasting, everything settles down. And you can't come and provoke my flesh anymore because my flesh is tired of once more food. You can't have more food. We need to hear what the Father's got to say. And now you pick up who the right people are for your future. You've been dating the wrong people. Look what the Lord has done. It's a new season. Only believe. Let's end. God is limited to what we believe Him for. And tonight, God wants to break the limits from your life. He wants you to experience peace and prosperity and joy and the joy of your salvation just because you said yes to Jesus. 
Have a look at this. The prophet says, by tomorrow this day, your prophet said, there is an opening. This is the year. This is the year we walk through and possess our possessions. Now watch. Do you remember the day you got born again? You said yes to Jesus. He planted salvation inside of you. The fullness of your salvation, all of us know. We haven't even experienced it yet. On that day, just a supernatural peace. And God started orchestrating our lives because we gave Him the right to do that. Our minds are catching up with what happened that day in our spirits. We haven't experienced the fullness of it yet. But do you hear what else I'm saying to you? You experience peace? Come on, is there anybody going to testify with me tonight? That there's God made a way, He opened up doors because the Holy Spirit started directing you even though you didn't know how. Because your spirit loves what I'm saying tonight. Your mind is trying to catch up with what I'm saying. Here's the point. Obedience cannot, understanding can wait, but obedience cannot. Because when you said yes and you received this word, so how God, none of your beeswax. Because God's going to work it out. Because that's your part is to believe, His part is to work it out. Someone say amen. Here is the final scripture and we're out of here. This is the work of God. I needed that scripture. John chapter 6. Say again. There we go. John 6, 28. They come to Jesus and they ask the question. This is your question tonight. As a believer, what is the work then of a believer? Listen to me. The sin meter in your life stopped the day you said yes to Jesus. God's got no sin problem. God's got an unbeliever problem. That's what you're fasting for. Break off every kind of unbelief in my life. Because then they said to him, what shall we do that we may do the works of God? Jesus responded. Jesus answered and said to them, come and read with me. This is the work of God that you believe in him who sent me. Your work is to believe. Because your spirit man needs to put the word inside of you so it can grow, so you can experience the life of God inside of you. The good teaching tonight. You're going to break every limit tonight in the name of Jesus. The days of you walking in unbelief. Who said you must save 10 years to get married? Who said so? Who said so? Who said that you must wait 10 years for something to happen? Who said so? You keep applying the world's principles to a spiritual place. Your spirit can produce and find breakthrough on every level. Come on, somebody. Is, are there any believers? Then you must deal with the unbelief in your heart and believe God tonight that something supernatural is coming to your home in the next 24 hours. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm telling you what I'm telling you by the, by the Spirit of God. For the next, the next 24 hours, it's not gonna be the, it might not be the full breakthrough. But you're going to get a nod from God. You're going to have a sense in the next 24 hours 
for every believer that God is fighting for us. God is going to stir up and remove the stone of unbelief and you're coming out from that grave. You're coming out from that place you've been hidden in. For some people, the opening is not even the next level. The opening is just to move away the stone. And that stone of unbelief that you've rolled over your life, I'm rebuking every lie of the enemy tonight. The spirit of doubt and fear and unbelief is leaving your home. It's leaving your life. That marriage is not going to just survive. It's going to thrive. Your future, you're not going to just get by. You're going to overcome in every area of your life. I have the hand of God upon your life. I sense it. The hand of God's going to show up tonight in the next 24 hours. You're going to get a phone call. You're going to get a WhatsApp. You're going to get a message. You're going to get a nod from God. I have a sense in my spirit that someone's going to get an agreement from the Lord that this is what I want you to do. Turn this way. Go in this direction. I feel it by the Spirit of God. There's a breakthrough coming. It's before payday. God's going to do it for your life, for your home, and for your family because there is an opening. You're going to have a dream. You're going to have a vision. God's going to show you the hand of God upon your life. Are there any believers in this place?